You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Alright, welcome back to the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast. Uh, today on the phone with me, I interviewed Joey Doris, the owner and founder of Covert Scouting Cameras. And uh, he's going to talk a little bit uh, about all the Covert products that are on the market, the range of cameras that they have, and uh, price points and so forth and so on. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I rely heavily on my trail cameras throughout the entire year. In the summertime, I am using them to scout, uh, you know, put together a hit list, see what deer made it through the entire winter, um, you know, recognize what bucks are in the area, put together my hit list. As the season progresses and we're getting closer now to the hunting season or during the hunting season, I have my trail cameras over scrapes, popular fence crossings and travel corridors, as well as some food, you know, popular food sources. And uh, I, I do that until, you know, shotgun season. I may pull my trail cameras out of the woods for about two weeks while the shotgun hunters go do their thing. And then um, once the season is over or, uh, one, yeah, once the season is over, I'm back dumping a giant pile of corn because in Iowa that is legal I jump a, di- a giant pile of corn and then uh, put a trail camera over top of that to see what bucks made it through the season as well as um, a kickoff for the shed hunting season you know once they come back with fewer and fewer antlers then it might be time for me to go for a walk so that's how I kind of rely on my trail cameras throughout the day and I've I do have an experience with uh, with covert scouting cameras, I've used those for several years now. They seem to be doing the job. And um, right now, I'll basically get into the interview with Joey Doris of uh, Covert Scouting Cameras. On the line with me now is Joey Doris of Covert Trail Cameras. He is the president and owner of the company. How's it going today, Joey? Doing well. Doing great. 
doing great. So you own uh, and the president and the owner of Covert Scouting Cameras. With that said, do you have any big deer on uh, camera this year that you're excited to uh, chase? Yes, I do. I'm very excited, actually, about having a uh, probably the largest deer that I've ever hunted, and I've been watching this deer now for four years. Oh, nice. I've had him on camera. How old is he? I think he's five and a half. Five and a half years old? What state is that? Yes, sir. Kentucky. Kentucky. Ooh. I almost would say, but I will say it's in Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> so, basically what we're going to do today is talk about your the products that Covert Scouting Cameras is offering. But before we do, I'd like to know a little bit about the history of Covert and um, how Covert was started and why it was started. Okay, sure. Um, actually, I'm... I was uh, involved with uh, security cameras prior to the covert. That was uh, um, basically what I was doing. And I came across uh, this camera that was in a small package, and then there was a method or ways that we could adapt it to the hunting industry. So that is uh, kind of in a nutshell you know, how it got started. I, I approached... Uh, a security company, uh, and we started working together to develop a, a, actually the first, uh, what I call, small trail camera. Okay. This was in 2008. In 2008? Yes, sir. Gotcha. So is that when Covert was started, really, was in 2008 when you guys started selling your first cameras? Yes, it was. It was uh, actually in... Uh, in the mid to uh, middle portion of 2008, and uh, that's when I was approached by actually a sales rep group. Uh, I, I was independently selling, and uh, those guys, you know, approached me. And I guess that's when I guess 2009 ATA shows when it really took off. Gotcha, gotcha. So. Since covert has since two thousand eight two thousand nine when when covert's been around and, and today, um, I've noticed that there's been a lot of change in the products and a lot you know from the very basic to for example the the three G code black which is you know is one of those trail cameras that can send pictures to a cell phone or an email address. Um, tell us a little bit about why you guys how you guys have kind of adapted to the hunting industry and the technology behind some of the decisions that uh, that are made that go into your cameras well uh probably the one of the largest influences in going to the wireless was my connection to um to well i call them my friends now in china I have a factory, that's where we actually do the assembly, and I have engineers that work there, uh, you know, basically for me, and these guys were technically trained, I guess you'd say, into the into the telephone industry, and that's where, you know, we started integrating the trail camera with the cellular service was, uh, you know, 
these guys' experience with the phone and the ability. Of course, technology moves so fast. Uh, you know, the ability to put it in small packages. And, you know, that was, uh, well, I guess the cool thing to be doing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Now, on some of your other cameras, I know you have, um, I believe it, it's new this year, the MPE6. That's kind of your your lowest end camera. Um, talk about that a little bit in, in detail and what, what something like that's going to cost. Okay, that camera right now retails at about $99. We haven't uh, actually tried to develop a camera that was, I want to call it less expensive. Uh, we tried to... Uh, not move into that that side of the market. Uh, excuse me. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> a little bit of allergies working <laughs> on me. Uh, but uh, we want we want to call it a less expensive camera. The actual camera itself, you know, is basically built with not all but some of the same components as the. Uh, uh, our higher end cameras, if you would, the uh, so we don't we don't have a what we call a cheap camera that you'll see. Gotcha. The photo quality is very important. You know, it's very important to us. What you don't see is a lot of the features and the ability to uh, uh, program the camera into a lot of scenarios. It's uh, it's a basic get you started uh, camera that uh, that a person can afford to have and actually afford to operate. That's that's the key behind it. You can take this camera and get you know, some good quality photos. It has presets to it that allows the operator, especially an entry level, to there's basically four main presets that people use even if they have 10,000 choices they usually migrate to one of one of these four choices to set the camera up on so it's just basic right and it's also quality uh, you put out and you you get a good quality photo and uh, and the reliability it's you know it's something we Okay, so then um, move, let's move up the line a little bit. Um, I know you got like the MP8, the MP8 Black, um, the Extreme 40, and for for a for a mid price point, let's just say that the the Code Black, your wireless one, is the high end, and you got your MP6 is the low end. What what's one of the next cameras that you might recommend for someone who is in the middle as far as price point is concerned and um, and then maybe discuss, you know, what the difference between some of these cameras are. Sure. Um, the cameras, uh, the MP series cameras, there's, uh, you know, there's basically a, a blackout model, which is uh, a true invisible. <laughs> and then the, the uh, regular infrared camera that's, has a little red glow. Um, as far as a price point, that those are our best 
selling cameras. Most of the guys seem to have wanted to use a a blackout camera that's invisible, and it's mostly due to, unfortunately, theft. Uh, not so much the deer, but the, you know, the two-legged kind that um, will take your stuff. That's a primary reason folks tend to go towards that uh, blackout camera. They function the same. Uh, one has uh, 28 regular, I call them regular, the wavelength of the LED is what allows it to be seen by the uh, human eye. And then the camera has 40 of the invisible high wavelength uh, LEDs that and the reason you see an imbalance between the two is generally the uh, an invisible LED, it takes more energy, one power, and it takes uh, about twice as many to equal the actual light output for, uh, for the camera to capture the photo at, at night. And that's... Uh, that's the reason you'll always see a little difference in the photo quality between a, I call it a red LED and a black LED. Gotcha. Gotcha. And you mentioned something uh, right there about energy, the amount of energy it takes. What is some of the average number of pictures? I don't know if you guys have tested this. Um, the average number of hours that a tree, uh, that a camera can be left in the woods or the average number of pictures that uh, a a camera will take on like some on the double A batteries that they take. Sure. Uh, the, for instance, the MP series cameras, they use eight double A batteries. Uh, they will run on four. They're, they're stacked that way as it pulls on, uh, it's since they run on six volts, um, it pulls on four and then there's four more that what we call backs them up. It'll actually, as it pulls on the first four, it will, uh, add juice is needed on the second four set of four. So that's, uh, but it, those cameras will run, you know, tens of thousands of photos on a set of batteries. And then you have your environmental factors, you know, are most of the photos at night, uh, how evenly spaced they are. Those little things make so much difference in uh, in battery life. Uh, it's hard to put a number and say it'll take twenty thousand photos. Yeah, it can take twenty thousand photos if they're you know spaced a little regularly. If you have a a reasonable t trigger interval, and that's because batteries when we pull a charge from them will you know they deplete, but they automatically you know, bounce back to their charge. And if you keep pulling them when they're discharged, that's when we run into polar battery lock. So just putting a number on it is it's hard, but our technology that allows the long battery life with the double A's is the way the camera is put to sleep between photos. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, from... Let's see. From a whitetail perspective, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you how I hunt. Okay, I use I use trail cameras in the summertime to identify 
my target box and basically just to get um, an inventory of the, the deer that are around, the fawns, the does, you know, all, all the deer. Then in the hunting season, I, I move them to scrapes and um, like pinch points and fence crossings to, uh, you know, try to capture any movement. And then after the hunting season is over, I dump a big pile of corn out on one of my properties. And then I take inventory of, again, of all the deer that are on, you know, on these properties, um, all the deer that made it through the shotgun season. So sure. with that said, what kind of camera would you recommend? What, which one of your cameras would you recommend for me? Actually, what, what I like to, to recommend to folks is I like to have a, uh, some of the, I guess you would call it the less featured cameras to, as a, some of my majority cameras, the mid price points. And, and it also depends on your budget and what you're looking for in the photos. But, and then I want to have some of the higher end cameras and I will place the, place these on the corn piles or a, uh, the trails and so forth, just pretty much exactly like you described. And then if I get a, uh, for instance, a target animal, I would move the, you know, my better, if you would, camera to those uh, positions. And then if I had a, you know, a really good buck or something or a, or a spot where it's just so difficult to get to, especially this, this is in the late summer and then especially during the season, you know, that's where I would want to have my wireless camera. It's, it's basically to keep me out of the area more so than anything else that I like to have a, to answer your question shortly it's uh I like to first you go by your budget and then naturally I like to have as many cameras as I possibly can to to inventory my bucks and you can do that with our camera because of the you know the lower end cameras will still get you a good quality photo and uh yeah when you really want to zoom in or look at the the target deer, that's where you want to take your high end cameras and move to those to those places and, and sets. Okay, gotcha. So you're, what you're saying is a variety of you know if you if you have a certain budget maybe and you're trying to cover a larger area, spend half your money on the lower end ones to get more cameras, and then the other half on maybe one really good one. Yes, yes, and, you know, it, you, you have to, I call, you just basically have to use common sense in a budget, and that's where, you know, I guess one of the points that we, we kind of have a little difficulty getting across, you know, we are a small company to the, to the general public, and the honor is, I guess you'd say one of the advantages of having a covert camera is, you may pay $99 for our low-end model, but in most cases, within just a few months, you've actually saved the difference between a, a really less expensive model that uh, in battery life and photo quality and, uh, you know, just the longevity of the camera. So, you know, that's that's one of the key points that we try to share with our brand is, you know, no, we don't make a camera that sells for $50. Right. 
and, and it's because we can't. Gotcha. Uh, you know, I can, but I don't want to. Gotcha. Now you said longevity. How how long are you, how long are your trail cameras lasting? Um, okay, so much of that depends on the person that purchased it. Um, unfortunately, a lot of guys, you know, if you go out and you buy a uh, uh, a Canon camera from the, you know, you pay two, three, four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars for that camera, you usually put it in a case and uh, you know take care of it. And I guess you'd say as hunters and so forth, and our cameras are basically used in the outdoors. Uh, you know, that's, that's, that's where they're used at. A lot, of, a lot of times folks don't care for their camera like they should. And that really gets into the longevity of the camera. Uh, we've we've actually found that cameras that never leave the woods sometimes seem to last longer than cameras that are brought in and out, uh, and that's usually due to you know they may not be putting a nice soft padded backpack or something to brought out there. A lot of times, they're thrown in the back of a of a <laughs> four wheeler or a side by side, and they're bounced across the field. And, and you know, people forget these are kind of a they're not fragile, but they're they're still electronic uh, devices that uh, you know require a little bit of care as you're handling them. Could you elaborate but, on that just a bit? As far as is there any kind of maintenance that um, one should be considering when uh, sure. after they've purchased the trail camera? Sure. Yeah, we'll we'll jump uh, to that. It's um, you need to clean it up, clean it off. Don't store it with the batteries in. We get a lot of returns, I guess you would say, because of, you know, they'll take the camera out of the woods and they'll leave the batteries in. They'll leave the SD card in it. And and the camera's dirty or, you know, it's uh, it just needs to be wiped out, clean, the batteries taken out. Uh, look at the seal on the, on the case. Uh, you know, if you have to... If you feel like it's gotten older or drier, there's certain way you can get a replacement uh, seal for it, or you can use a you know some kind of a conditioner. I call it like a uh, like a diver's uh, lubricant that's used on divers' equipment works very well to uh, you know to keep that seal lubricated. Uh, those little things like that will, you know, tremendously expand the life of your camera. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, are there certain instances where, and, I, and I'm asking because I've had experience with certain trail cameras in the past where um, certain SD cards don't work in them, or you forget to format your card and it won't take pictures, or is... Do your cameras re- require some kind of not like uh, to follow instructions, or are are they idiot proof? It depends. Now, the uh, I guess you, in, in in the way you asked me two questions, the cameras are usually you need to look at the instructions, especially on the ones that have more features and. Um, you know, learn all the features that, and, and what they do. Uh, 
but once you once you find it on through it, all the cameras program basically the same. Even other brands. I mean, there's only so many different things you can program into a trail camera. But you know, yes, it's very important to read the instructions. Uh, go to the website. You know, especially on the wireless camera. You know, it's like your well, basically, it's built like your cell phone. You know, every once in a while, you get uh, you know the carriers will make changes that we we as the hardware manufacturer have no control over. So there could be a firmware update. There could be two in a row uh, that just like you get downloaded into your phone. So you should always check for for those type of things that'll make your your camera perform better or um, you know. Just keep it up to date with uh, you know technology changes every day, and you know, as we, as I said, the uh, we're also dependent upon the the carrier provider to uh, you know it's it's his cell towers and and signal that we are actually using. So when they make changes and upgrade, we have to do the same thing to our hardware. So that's the that's the main thing about a wireless camera is to, you know, keep up with what's going on with your camera and uh, take any updates. And I know it can be a hassle, but that's uh, that's very important with the uh, with the wireless camera. Gotcha. All right. So now a guy walks into uh, a Bass Pro Shop or a Cabela's or his local his local sporting goods store and he sees a wall full of trail cameras. All right. And he, mm-hmm. he's trying to decide on, on what one to make or what one to pick. Why, why should he choose a covert trail camera? The number one reason that people choose our cameras is one is our customer service. Um, we, we make trail cameras and some accessories and that is our primary focus. We we don't sell, you know, we don't manufacture a bow or a firearm or we're strictly into the into the electronic camera aspect and our accessories. So we pride ourselves one on being a small company and we try to be personable uh, and take care of the the customer. Plus, we all, you know, not all of us at the office now, but, you know, we hunt, we are hunters, and we enjoy running the trail cameras, and, you know, I think that makes a difference in, in picking because our product's good, and we stand behind it. So, I, I think that's the message that we try to send out in our advertising, if you would, to, and word of mouth. To get a uh, you know a person when he walks in and sees the extreme line of trail cameras across the wall to say, oh, I want the covert because I heard they make sure that you know that you're taken care of if you do have an issue because it's an electronic product used in the outdoors and occasionally there will be issues and that's that's where we try to take care of our you know the customer and. And also our dealer base. Uh, you know, we take care of the dealer. We try to help that guy to help our the end user also. So I think that's the uh, 
the loyalty factor that we've gained and, and at least, you know, we're able to, uh, you know, we've moved forward since 2008 each year, uh, you know, we've shown growth. So I think that's, uh, I think that's the message that we've gotten across. Good. Now, before we go, is there anything else you'd like to say to the listeners in regards to your company and your products? Um, I guess thank you would be probably the uh, the main thing I'd like to convey. You know, is that we and I when I say we, I mean the the, the people on my staff and and myself. You know, we appreciate this. You know, the support and the business. Uh, you know, it's providing jobs to, uh, you know, we live in a small community and, uh, there's, you know, most of my folks are local and, and, and it's, uh, it's very important. You know, it's, it's real personal because, you know, for folks to take our, you know, and buy our product and help provide our jobs and, uh, we enjoy what we do. So, you know, I think it's our end users that we really want to, want to thank and that we appreciate. Perfect. Perfect. Well, if uh, somebody wants more information on covert scouting, uh, scouting cameras, or um, you know, to maybe read some reviews or whatnot, is there any particular place you'd like to point our listeners? Generally, our website is the best place to uh, to uh, to check, and we also have a a nice following on Facebook where we we post. Uh, you know, photos and, uh, you know, we, we love to have our, our end users send us photos. We try to post those, uh, on our social media and Facebook page, uh, the, you know, in our website, websites where you can get all the information about our cameras and even ourselves. So yeah, the social media side of it. And, and I, I'd like to add that that's another thing that, you know, we're trying to make trail cameras more than just a tool that you use, you know, to hunt. It, it's also a a pretty neat hobby to, uh, to to try to set your camera up and catch special pictures or uh, get all your animal, a deer or birds. It doesn't make any difference in into the you know this framed photo. And it's to me, it's pretty cool to to just run the cameras as a hobby, whether you hunt it or not. Yeah. And they also have that security feature as well. Oh, yes. That's a whole new uh, avenue that we're pursuing more. I mean, we have really gained a, a lot of support from the law enforcement community. We've attended several of their conferences, and uh, especially with the advent of the uh, wireless camera that really uh, saves manpower for, for the law enforcement folks. Well, I tell you what, Joey, I want to thank you for uh, coming on the podcast today, talking about the products, and uh, hopefully uh, you can persuade, after they listen to this podcast, uh, some people are persuaded to purchase. So thank you very much again, and um, good luck this season chasing that big one. Well, thank you very much. You'll be, you know, I'll, you'll probably hear me scream if I get him, but, you know, I'll definitely <laughs> I will definitely post some uh, before and after pictures. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited about hunting this guy. But, 
thank you very much for having me on, on, on your podcast. Well, I hope that interview allowed you to get a little bit of insight on covert scouting cameras and uh, basically hear what the owner has to say about his company and his products. And uh, that might make you, you know, help you make some kind of decision further down the line when it's time to purchase uh, your next trail camera. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, the more you guys share and spread this, uh, the more I can convince other companies to start uh, coming on and, and getting interviews and and uh, talking about not just certain products, but every product that's on the market. And uh, thanks again for listening and uh, stay tuned for the next time. I don't know when that's going to be yet, but uh, follow the social media page. Follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, don't forget to visit the Nine Finger Chronicles uh, website, ninefingerchronicles.com for uh, new weekly blogs. Thank you very much and have a great day. I forgot one thing. Wear your damn safety harness.